Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Carolyn Talks. Carolyn continues her coverage at TIFF, and this time she's sitting down for a chat with Hassan Bala, the director of The Man Who Feels No Pain. The Man Who Feels No Pain tells the story of a boy who suffers from a rare disorder called congenital insensitivity to pain. The condition is life-threatening, but he tries to survive life by trying to fulfill his kung fu VHS-filled daydreams. We do apologize for the background noise that we tried our best to edit out, but still, I think you're going to really enjoy this interview. And yeah. Enjoy. Adios. Okay, so Basan, thank you so much for talking to me about your film. I loved it. It was bonkers, it felt bonkers in a good way. (laughs) Um, Like, because I'm a huge action film buff, especially Asian um, action films. So I saw a lot of references that I really enjoyed. Um, So the first thing I have to ask is, what inspired you to write and make this film, especially with the condition that Surya has? Right. So, uh, I I mean, uh, martial arts obviously was like a huge part of your growing up, right? Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, when you yourself are an awkward child, right? Uh, one is the big Hollywood escapist cinema mm-hmm. that you escape with, right. and two is martial arts, wherein you like, holy, like, who are these people, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, as a kid, I wanted to go to the Shaolin Temple and probably thought I'll uh, break into the 36th chamber <laughs> and kind of, you know, do telekinesis shit and all that. But uh, obviously, when you grow up, you know that doesn't happen. Uh, but this uh, particular condition, I kind of came to know through a friend yeah. who had. Uh, said that there was a, a dentist who was also a common friend and there was mm-hmm. a patient a little boy who never asked for anesthesia right and that kind of set my mind rolling as to you know what this condition was so a lot of documentaries around it read a lot of material around it mm-hmm. and uh, that's how the condition always stuck right uh, never really thought I'll make a film on the condition but then there was this martial arts film that I wanted to make and I wanted to address the whole fact of machismo and uh, you know the condition that uh, we kind of instill with like a very patriarchal one wherein you know we don't feel pain and we're like exactly. macho men and all that right so what if you know we just upright upfront say this condition is a disease right you know you saying you don't feel pain is unreal right. people are supposed to feel pain otherwise we're dead and exactly exactly and pain is the only thing that actually keeps reminding us we're alive right and so uh, this was a condition that was like a great metaphor to the whole argument and to the whole uh, things where action films are also built up around Right. So, so, you know, that's how it kind of became a fit. Uh, we're in trying to explore the condition and also the mindset, uh, which has been running around for thousands of years throughout our evolution. Right. So, and then, so my next question coming off of that, because you talk about, you, you, you just mentioned machismo and everything. Yeah. When this film is clearly influenced by Asian right. action films, yeah. um, I saw references to Shaolin Temple, Drunken Master, Drunken Master yeah, um, yeah. Rumble in the Bronx, right. all, like basically, yeah, yeah. basically all of Jackie Chan's filmography is true, in this film, true, 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 and true. there's like clear references to Bruce Lee because like Bruce he mentions Lee. him, yeah. and then like there's the, he does like the movements um, yeah. similar to Bruce, Bruce Lee's, Lee. um, like when he he's does. like doing that whole shaking off thing, he's like bracing himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw a lot of those references. 
references. So because you made so much references, how did you pick out which ones you wanted to reference in the film itself? So, 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 so also sometimes, uh, I mean, the music you love and the films that you love, you really don't want to make a top 10. Right. You know, it's so difficult to make a top 10. It is. So, so, so I think all of them just flowed in the way it had to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also I didn't bother about the ones that I missed. Right. If you missed, then, you know, you missed. I'm miss it. Yeah. So, so, so I think all these kind of just flowed into the script. Um, I, I mean, there could be a stray reference to say uh, a Franco Nero's Django that I had loved but didn't come in. Right. Uh, but it also finally then I realized, oh shit, it came in because in in, in in the climax in Django, I mean, he uses his chain. Yes. On the on the trigger, puts it on the crucifix, and then pulls it. Right. Which actually kind of happens, happens in the film because the film. at the end he breaks the chain and they both fall back like they both got shot. And and they both did get shot. Yeah. But like, even though yeah. I, I thought it was kind of weird because I was like, yeah. why is he still? standing but it was like at the end when they yeah, separate yeah. and they fall back was like you know that's like yeah. perfect framing right there and 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 then I realized actually while uh, making a DCP that oh shit Django's actually there right so so you know so subconsciously obviously the obvious references do come in in a very strong way mm-hmm. but in an equally stronger way the the other ones that you think or you thought you missed they're all there in exactly exactly so so so, so I think the, the ones that you love and the ones that were you saw when you were at your most impressionable I think they somehow find a way again and again and again right. what you're trying to do and like for Surya because the film starts out because he's narrating the film right. uh, it starts out as a child when he's yeah. discovering and learning how to live with this right. condition right. I found like his imagination is was wild like yeah. a lot a lot of all children have like active imaginations yeah, yeah, yeah. but his, he got his was to the next level because right. he would believe everything, everything that he saw like the films that he saw most children can differentiate reality from fiction exactly he yeah. did not like he if he not. saw a film he believed it, that this it, happened exactly yeah. and I thought it was like really interesting because I think it actually Allowed the allowed you to push boundaries with yeah. the film. Yeah, and you know, uh, you know, he, he actually thinks his mother could be Sarah Connors. Exactly. You know, there you, go. Uh, you know, you know, he wants that mythology around the way he was born. Right. You know, he would never accept a normal delivery. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, even if he's told uh, that he, you know, it just so happened that you went to the hospital, and no, you know, he would want to believe there was so much more that happened around at that time. Exactly, and also, and I also found that he was kind of like, um, what's the he was kind of like transferring yeah. his his because I guess you could say he almost has a superpower in like his inability to feel pain and he right. made it into a positive but it, it, to me it seemed like he was transferring that to Supri because he expected her to do the exact same things exactly. that he was doing and have the same reactions because yeah. he'd like jump off this building and she'd be like uh, no and he'd be like just do it you're not gonna, nothing's gonna happen to exactly. you exactly and, 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 and which is what is also in the, in the sense that he's he's trying to push and probe mm-hmm. which is actually a more deeper layer which which, right. which you know we don't really take throughout the film but he says you know Supri felt pain and she never said ouch exactly so he loves her and he wants her to be like her but he knows she's different exactly and he knows she she's and which is why he, when he says she, he feels she's 100 times more powerful mm-hmm. than him he actually means it right because she can feel pain but she's still willing to literally put herself on the line to protect uh, uh, him to protect him every time every time yeah and she like so, so that's like they are bonding like you know like you know, us against the world kind of a right. thing that they have and in the end it again happens so that you mm-hmm. know it's her who saves him right you know he can have the superpowers but it's he's really not the hero exactly and I, I, I really liked her character because 
um, she wasn't a typical damsel in distress yeah. because I've watched quite a bit of Bollywood films right. too and usually the female even if they're strong quote unquote strong female characters there's always this still this this damsel in distress True. sense about them like they yeah. still need like reassurance from the man but Sukri yeah. didn't need that yeah. she learned to keep but on her own she exactly. learned to go and she went after learning how to do uh, karate and, yeah. and and martial arts for herself right. and she didn't need him there to protect her right. and I really and and another thing that I found really interesting about her character is that I think she also like how Surya transferred his belief of invincibility to her she transferred her need to wanted to protect her, him and herself and her mother onto other people because she like when she when she was an adult she was in I guess you could say an abusive relationship but she could get out because she could beat that guy up but she was like I'm gonna stay I'm gonna put myself back to provide for my mom and, and which is what I think uh, I, I know when we talk about genders I think which is what makes her more human and makes her the bigger hero because it's always easy to rebel and kick ass and walk away right but you know I think it takes much more courage to stay mm-hmm. and you know to keep believing that you're doing the right thing exactly uh, and, and you know all the, you know usually in Hindi films or even world over there's always a man telling a girl to be free right you know, which is the stupidest thing I think uh, the character arcs that could be ever mm-hmm. you know why can't the mother empower the, her own daughter right saying I did all the mistakes you don't but she can't but she she does at the end, right? Because yeah, exactly. she, she was like, I'm going to inject myself with insulin. Exactly. And, and she goes myself. bizarre as well, right? <laughs> right? You know, it's like an outrageous plan that she herself has. <laughs> it was crazy. I was yeah. like, this, I'm like, this could go around so many ways. Exactly. <laughs> but, but, the, the, but the whole idea is you can only take those decisions when you go back to being a child. Right. And you know, just have the courage to be outrageous. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, she had to say all that and convince. Otherwise, Supri would have never left her. Right. And so, yeah. yeah. So, I love all the characters in this film because there's the grandpa, yeah. which he is the one who instilled the love of martial right. arts yeah. into Surya. And he was hilarious. I yeah, love he's, him. He's amazing. He's amazing. He's, I love uh, him. It's also like my grandpa. I mean, uh, I mean, he was like a sports person and he introduced me to sports and how to watch sports and be kind of free. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was that guy who was right. like, uh, uh, flawed guy, mm-hmm. but a free spirit. Right. And, and then the other, because because um, Surya's mother died yeah. just after he was born he's surrounded by men but I think yeah. like like all of the characters are so different because like his dad yeah. is another one his dad was he, he took his overprotection to yeah. another level because he kept him in the room and he right. was but I was wondering why did he decide to right, when, what is it about dating that made him realize he was being too overprotective so, of so Surya I think what happens is when uh, you know early on into the film he tells Ajoba that you know just get rid of your hippie philosophies mm-hmm. And he eventually became a hippie himself. Right. In the sense, you know, goes after this free-spirited girl and starts wearing all this beach clothing. <laughs> and, you know, so so I, I think the uh, I, I think it's very interesting that the the, the the also the students or the people who are the most rigid somehow kind of loosen up when life hits them. Right. And kind of decide to go into the flow. Uh, and and which is why he feels so guilty that you know he's in love with a very beautiful girl when his son is locked up. Right. He thinks he's destroyed. But which is why he's trying to get in terms with what he's done in life. And that is a character of, I always see for uh, people, because I didn't think you change overnight, but you kind of let life happen to you. Exactly. That is a new change. Right. But otherwise in Hindi films, usually it's a monologue that changes someone and that's something I really hate. Right. So, you know, it has to be life. It has to be something else that hits you, which kind of changes your perspective. Okay. And I, huh, yeah. Okay. 
Um, so my next question, I wanted to... Okay. Um, okay, so as I said, like, you made a lot of references to like, a lot of Asian um, action films, yeah. but there's one very one very big reference to, I think, a North American production, Face Off. Nicholas right? Cage. Nicholas Cage, yeah, that's what that is? It's bang on, yeah. Yeah, because that's, um, that's with... Uh, the Jimmy character. Yes, I love the two uh, of them. Yeah. And I did not realize it was the same person until the end. I was like, wait a minute. Is yeah. this the same actor? Yeah. And he did a fantastic he's, he's job. So and it's and also John Woo. Because Face Off is also John Woo. Which <sighs> is like the slow motion and the pictures yes. in the church. Uh, there's, there are these small references throughout there in the film as well. Mm-hmm. When Supri is out there, there is like Mother Mary image that right. she... And that is where he meets. So which is very John Woo-ish. Which is it what is. I, I love yeah, so John Woo. I love John Woo. And, and that you mentioned John Woo and his slow mo because this is something I really wanted to talk to you about. Because um, as one who loves Asian, um, yeah. Asian film and action films in particular... I've noticed that there's a vast difference in how action sequences are filmed right. and edited because right. in Asian films, like usually you can tell when fights um, fights are being done. You yeah. can see the hits being connected, especially with the, there's a small documentary with Jackie Chan where he explains how he goes through yeah, yeah, yeah. his filming process to make sure that you see the beginning of an action, the beginning of a, of a punch, you see the middle and you see the, the ending and, of and the punch. And it's always three frames that are overlapping each other. Right. It's not like the American cut. Exactly. Yeah. And, I saw, and I saw that in your film and I, and I, I, I wild it out and I was like, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, I can Finally, see a punch we, we really tried to do all that, though we were lacking in skill. Like we can't find another Jackie Chan in India. Yeah. Jackie Chan like started doing martial arts from the age of three. Exactly. But 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 we we tried to keep the ethos, the spirit of mm-hmm. the Hong Kong edit. Right. You know the way Hong Kong did right. their film. They kept the camera a little further away, didn't move it too close. Exactly. You know, so we tried as much to do all that. Right. Yeah. Um. So this is it. So thank you so much for talking to thank me. You. It was a pleasure, and, and your film was amazing, and I loved it. Thank and you so much and you got face off that's like face off yeah. and also I like I love um, the raid films right I love those films so yeah, like when I saw a lot of the scenes amazing. like when the raid started to fall I'm like that's like yeah. the that's like the prison yard scene in raid 2 I was like yeah, yes yeah, 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 yeah. Um, in fact there is a nod to raid in the jacket that she wears uh, early on the brown jacket that yeah. she wears that's exactly what the hammer girl wears in raid 2 oh yeah, it's the same jacket and the same, the same white one. skirt. Yeah. Right, thank you. Okay, so thank you so much for, for talking to me. I'm going to show the film to Gareth Evans as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah.